Earlier today, of course, a major announcement uh, for hockey fans. Uh, Canada announces their uh, 25-man roster, and of course, there will be uh, lots of debate uh, between now and the Olympics. And of course, depending on how some guys play in the Olympics, I'm sure there'll be debate afterwards. Uh, a gentleman who's been through this now, uh, this is his third time as a member of the uh, management team for the Olympics and also the president of hockey operations for the Edmonton Oilers, Kevin Lowe joins us. Kevin, how are you? Um, I'm okay, Jason. I'm doing I'm glad it's over with, but uh, now the fun begins. Uh, Kevin, you've been through this before. Was this process harder or the same as other years? Because it seems like now there's just a lot more elite-level uh, Canadian talent across the board. Yeah, more most difficult uh, uh, time, no question. We uh, And I think for a couple reasons, one being... We wanted to make sure that we, you know, we don't drop our guard, and and not that we necessarily did that after um, Salt Lake City, but you know, you, when you don't do well, you you go through the debrief and try to figure out, you know, okay, having won in Salt Lake, how come we finished so poorly in Sochi? Did we, you know, were we not as as uh, um, you know out on the on the scouting trail? Did we? take things for granted in terms of some of the players or, or whatever the case may be. You, you debrief and you ask the questions. And, and so we wanted to make sure that uh, this time around, given that we won in, in, in Vancouver, of course, that we weren't underestimating and we were doing the, giving it the necessary attention as a group. And then secondly, to your point, the, 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 the great depth of players that we have this time around versus others. And, you know, it's, it, there's many more players and many more decisions. So we really had to get a good read on the, all the players and then ask the questions, who fits where the big ice, you know, all the different necessary questions in terms of putting this team together. But, but it, 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 it was difficult. No question. Uh, you know, some players, I don't want to say play themselves off the team, but, whereas maybe some guys played so well that that we we had to have them on the team i guess is is what it boiled down to at the very end the one name that many people seem to be questioning why he wasn't on would be Claude Giroux. In the uh, in the last four years, he scored the third most points of any Canadian forward. In the last three years, he scored the most. Uh, he's a highly competitive guy uh, in Philadelphia. We saw that in the playoffs when he goes head to head against Crosby. Kevin, what was the because I'm sure that must have been you know the maybe the most hotly debated player, Claude Giroux. Ultimately, what was it that didn't have him end up on the team? Well, it's a tough question. I'm not. I'm not going to give you the answer you want because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm. I'm. I really don't want to get into specifics why guys necessarily were, weren't on. I would. I'd rather go down the path of why guys were. Okay. Uh, and I will say that it's it's the probably the most hotly contested is Marty Saint Louis in the province of Quebec, but <laughs> which is kind of funny because you think Claude Giroux would be being for the province of Quebec, but I, I would say. I would say uh, I could I could give you this that we 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 really felt that uh, collectively that Drew's best or his most likely position on the team was center, and and um, and we felt that the five centermen that we chose uh, that that really he, he didn't have a, a necessary skill that that um, you know trumped any of those guys. Okay. And then, and then, as far as playing the wing, well, uh, you know, if it was going to be right wing, we sort of you, you see who we picked on the right side, and definitely have 
we have uh, you know quite a bit of size there, and and they're all good players too. But I mean, Giroud's a really really smart player, and uh, he's a very good two way player, and and uh, you know he's a guy with a little bit of international experience because he played at the Worlds last year, and, and he was a guy that um, uh, certainly his first start this is the start of the season uh, was put him behind the eight ball. Uh, there was some question as to what his, you know, his hand and his ability to win battles, and and but he he really started to come on the last couple of weeks. But but I think overall it'd probably be not beating out one of the centermen uh, uh, would be the most uh, likely answer I could give you. Kevin Lowe joins us, of course, president of hockey operations for the Orders, a member of the uh, management team for the uh, 2014 Sochi Olympics. Canada announces their 25-man roster. Uh, one player, Kevin, you know, Rick Nash. You know, he, he plays great for Canada at the World Championships. Uh, him and Taves did have some some continuity and chemistry four years ago, but he is he's been very bad this year for the most part. When you look at his stats compared to all the other guys who were in the running. Um, did he get on based on just his reputation, his size, his speed, uh, you know, or is Nash a guy that is showing that he plays better on the national scene, international scene than he does sometimes in the NHL? Uh, yeah, that's a fair question. Um, out of all the selections, he would be the one who would be there uh, uh, largely out of past performances um, with Canada internationally. I mean, he's still, um, He's a veteran guy, but he's not an old guy by any means. He's a, he's he's still a fairly young guy uh, in terms of uh, veteran players. Uh, he's got an he's got a really good two way game, you know. When when uh, and particularly internationally, he's a guy that you know you, you, he can be a checker if you need him to be. He's also very dangerous and can score a goal. He, he's like the, the 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 type of teams that that won for Canada and past Canada Cups. When you turn, you know, when you turn good players into checkers, um, when they're playing, you know, for their country, because they're playing behind players that are just that much better than them, and Rick Nash really can fall into that into that category. Um, uh, as a side note, we we as a management staff, we took a little break and put on the Ranger game last night, and he happened to score two goals, so that certainly didn't hurt his cause, but that wouldn't be the sole reason why. I, I would say that. He he's played well for the coaching staff. They know him. Uh, he's he's had his moments. He hasn't had a great season statistically, but but he's certainly within the within the uh, framework of a game within the 60 minute game. He's a guy that can can really dominate in a shift and be a difference maker, as well as as you know play good two way game for the for the for the rest of the 59 minutes or so. Kevin Lowe joins us. Kevin, I had read a lot of discussion leading up that there was concern over P.K. Subban that he was maybe a risky player. And, you know, I hear more people in the hockey world at every level, even minor hockey, talking about safe players and you don't want risky players. But ultimately, if you don't score goals, you don't win. You can't win with a shutout. It's impossible. Uh, was P.K. Subban really that hotly contested to make this team, Kevin, or was that maybe misrepresented by some people in the media when you look at the, the reigning Norris Trophy winner, that P.K. Subban was a guy who you were all pretty comfortable with having on the team? Yeah, there was lots of, you know, it, certainly none of the concern, I guess, or, or the debate and discussion was going on was, was, was um, being initiated by the, by the, by the decision makers at Hockey Canada. You know, a lot of, I think, uh, you know, PK seems to be 
uh, a topic of conversation uh, wherever he goes. Uh, uh, but his his overall game uh, is as has improved, and and I think from from our perspective, uh, when you're picking a team at this level, this caliber, you have so many good players, and they're all going to have a certain level of ability. And and um, you know if I look at guys that didn't get picked on the defense. There's, there's some offensive guys that can produce. Um, but, you know, in terms of PK, he has, you know, he's got some rare skill. He's, he can really transport the puck. He can really shoot it. He can, he's, he's got pretty good vision with it. And, and when he wants to, he can defend. And, and, and although he, you know, he, he has, the odd uh, moment when he's playing for the Canadians where he's, he's, he, you wouldn't call him a stellar defender. I, I, I think if you look back over his body of work over the last few years, when, when games have been on the line and when the Canadians have been in the playoffs, he's performed pretty darn well. And, and that's as important to us as, as the odd mistake. I mean, you're going out on a limb. It'd be easy just to take a real, you know, a, a safe player, but uh, to your point, you, you don't win with safe. You have to have a certain amount of risk um, or be able to live with a certain amount of risk if a guy has a high upside like PK does. And and and, and it all boils down to hockey sense. And, and uh, yeah, over an 82-game season in the NHL, he, the Canadians certainly need him to produce points. It's a lot like Paul Coffey. Everyone questioned whether or not, and not to compare PK to Paul Coffey, but everyone questioned Paul Coffey's ability to defend, but when push came to shove and the Oilers were winning cups and Paul Coffey was playing internationally, he defended pretty damn well, and it's our sense that PK is going to do the same thing. It's exactly what I wrote in my article. I remember the uh, the reputation of Paul Coffey, and if I recall, in 1984, he made one of the greatest defensive plays ever on a two-on-one that led up the other way for the uh, the game-winning goal for Mike Bossy. So I, th- I think it's easier, Kevin, for skilled players to calm down their game when you get put together with all better players. You know, you've played on Canada Cups, you were there, and when you bring teams together where it's the best of the best, I think players alter their games differently than how they would play on their NHL regular team, Yes. No question, Jason, no question. They do it because, well, they do it out of pride because they want to win. They do it out of peer pressure because they want to play well. Uh, they want to look good with their teammates and play well. And, and I guess lastly, they, they know they have to do it because they're not going to get back on the ice unless they do it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's much easier. And, and, you know, for guys like that, uh, you know, maybe a little less so because PK is a defenseman. For, for guys, the uh, high-skilled guys during the regular season that you know tend to lean more offensively than defensively. In fairness to them, they they need to do it for their team. And so, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to give up stuff at times. Uh, not necessary. I mean, Justin Schultz is is going through a little bit of that with us. I mean, he's finding his way, but uh, but you know, he's he certainly has some high-end offense. And yeah, if it's if if he's leaning the wrong way from time to time, uh, you, you, you got to live with that because he's you know he can produce offensively for you. Kevin Lowe joins us. Uh, Kevin, I, I want to switch gears to the Edmonton Oilers uh, right now. Obviously, that's uh, where you spend most of your time with them. Um, building an Olympic team, I, I would say, is a lot easier just because the pool you're picking from, you get to pick all the players you want. That's not how you build an organization. You don't get to sign every player you want. You don't get to draft every player. So it's a bigger challenge. Uh, this year, I'm guessing, Kevin, maybe more frustrating than any of the previous years because the organization expected to take a step forward. I want to talk about the position you played and probably know the most, defense. And, and right now, 
the Oilers blue line, top to bottom, just doesn't is not competitive compared to other ones. What what's the biggest frustration from your standpoint with the organization, and how do you plan on turning it around? Well, uh, to to initially um, to your point about the building Team Canada versus building an NHL team, yeah, the the difference being this this team, I think our our, our reported cap is 144 million. And the total value of the contracts is 1.1 billion, so yeah, a little bit different. Um, but in terms of the Oilers, uh, yeah, the, no question, we we have to improve our defense. Um, we think um, we think Andrew Ference was an excellent addition. Um, Anton Beloff is a free agent signing. He's a, he's still a young player in terms of experience in the NHL and is finding his way. He's had his moments like like most young players do. Encouraged to see Mart- Marty Marinson come in and play. And, and other guys have had their moments. Justin Schultz went through a little bit of the sophomore thing. But we really believe he's going to be a solid player in the NHL and, and, and perhaps a star someday. And, and Jeff Petrie, again, uh, experience-wise, still, uh, still a, a young defenseman experience-wise, although, you know, we're... we're needy of him to be a, a top player for us and and at times has been very capable of doing that um, you know we're but having said all that we're and I'm just you know I'm without getting into all our defense I'm just uh, picking out a few of our defense our overall defense has to get better that's the goaltending's got to get better the defense has got to get better we really believe organizationally that we've addressed uh, our our defense not necessarily for the immediate, but certainly for the future through the draft. And and unfortunately, that doesn't translate into players playing today for the Edmonton Oilers. And it's equally frustrating for fans and all of us that um, it's not a quick fix. If if we can find a, uh, a another of Andrew Ferentz type uh, in free agency or through trade, I'm, I'm sure that that's one of the first things that Craig McTavish is going to do. But but um, overall, we believe that in the very near future, in the coming years, that we have the necessary pieces to be a really strong team. But it's, it's the, the players I'm talking about, the players that we've drafted in, in, in the draft, and you know, uh, we know the name Darnell Nurse last year, and Oscar Clefbaum was a first-round player. But some of the, a lot of the other kids are playing Oak City. They're coming, but but they, uh, you know, they're going to need some time. Kevin, uh, fans, you know, a lot of them are, are frustrated. I'm, I'm sure you sense it. Uh, you can hear it everywhere, and maybe just as much of you guys, if not more. Um, the one thing I want you to address is because I think at times there's a misrepresentation from some people's perception. Uh, you know, Since you stepped down as the GM, Steve Tamblini was a GM and now Craig McTavish, a lot of fans still feel that you call all of the shots. C- can you give us any sort of insight into how the dynamics work with you and the general manager of the orders, Craig McTavish, currently? Yeah, I would say that, um, that, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, 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 I really, it's a tough, tough question. Um, Craig is the general manager as was Steve Tambellini. They, they go about their business and, and, um, and shop around the national hockey league and, and, and with their, with the scouting staff and, and collectively throughout the organization, try to come up with, ways to make the hockey club better whether it's signing a player or trading a player or or what have you and and 
And at the end of the day, when those when those recommendations or when those ideas come up, uh, um, you know, Craig will 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 talk to me and and get my feelings on it. And and you know, we, we talk enough over the course of the season that I generally know where he's going on things. And and um, you know, there's an owner that has to make a, a call in terms of whether uh, you know whether you're going to spend the money for a free agent or trade a, you know, trade a, trade an asset that's, you know, been part of the organization for a while. So it's, it's, there's a collective decision being made, but I think, uh, I mean, if there's any concern that, that our people can't make decisions without me uh, endorsing them, then that's not accurate. We've always had a, a taken the approach from, the day that I took over general manager that we're collectively going to make decisions and not that it's, it's a purely democratic process, but it's, it's wise of you to have to, to, um, to involve as many people in your organization when you are making decisions. And it's not just, it's not a fiefdom where one person says, no, this is what we're going to do. It's a, it's a, it's a collective uh, group decision on any strategy that the hockey team is going to make. It's, it's not easy. We've been in this rebuild, and it's 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 uh, incredibly frustrating for everyone. I'm uh, and 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 the fans should know that for the people that are running the show, uh, they're probably uh, I don't even know if if you can compare it, but in terms of frustration, it's it's incredibly frustrated. But we're we're in it. We are where we are. And um, the only thing we can do is continue to work hard and believe that in in time that the you know if we've done the drafting that we hope we've done and 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 uh, we are patient with the young players that they're going to become the players that we expect them to be and uh, it'll all result in a real you know positive and and uh, exciting hockey team. One last one for you, Kevin. I appreciate your time. Uh, when you played, uh, you know, you had the nickname Sid Vicious. You're kind of a, and I say this politely, a prick on the ice who played aggressive. That's not really been how the orders have been built the last few years, Kevin. Uh, how important is it to in- inject some of that? Just, you know, Ference brings it a little bit, but you need more guys who stand up for themselves. And I'm not talking fighting per se, but the overall battle. Is that something that you can build in players or do you guys have to go out and find more guys with skill willing to do that? Uh, yes. And it, it's, it's a big part of the game and there's no question that's, that's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really thin on that. It's, you know, the pushback factor, the, the, the make a difference factor. And, and we've tried to address some of that through the draft in recent years and it's it's you know if if winning's not my biggest frustration certainly the, the the moments within games and and within droughts that uh we just don't seem to have enough of that and and um um but that's a product of youth you know i i think uh um you know some players are more capable of doing that than others no question uh uh, it's not something that everybody in the team can do. We just need to find more of them. But it's also uh, uh, it's also it's a team thing. It's it's the players collectively, you know, sticking up for one another and and just not allowing certain situations to happen. And that, you know, that comes over time. That that I guess you get to a point where where 
as a group, you just, you're just not going to take it anymore. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to end up putting, pushing back on that. We see some development in that. We see, we see some of these players starting to get that, but, um, you know, it's all part of it. It's like goaltending and it's like defense and it's like scoring goals, penalty killing and power play. It's, it's, it's part of the game. And, and, and as an organization, as a team, we need to get better at it. Kevin, I appreciate this. I know a busy day for you guys. Uh, best of luck, uh, all Canadians, uh, despite all of the uh, debate that will happen over the next 72 hours about who's on the team. Uh, you know that every Canadian will be rooting for uh, not only the men's and the women's teams, but uh, every athlete for Canada at the upcoming Sochi Olympics. I appreciate your time. Yeah, well, the real fun will begin, you know, as far as Team Canada's concerned in, in a month, and the real debate will be, I guess, in six weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Which guy's the healthy scratch every night? That's going to be the next one. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Okay, Jason. Thanks.